Welcome to Social Media Blues. I am your hostess, Elsa Figueroa, and this is episode four. Okay, here we are, episode four, which means I've been doing these for about four weeks, a month. Yay! Um, today is January 17th, Thursday. It's 9.31 a.m. Today's topic is time blocks, how to do less, to do more. But before I start, I wanted just to check in about my social media usage and how it's been a couple of weeks after my social media detox. It's been okay. I would say I have managed it pretty well. I've returned to Facebook very gradually and haven't reinstalled the app on my phone. I changed the settings for my groups, the groups that I'm in and the notifications. And then I just um, go in whenever I need to and check in with all the things that I need to check in with. And I don't really look at the feed. Sometimes I do fall down that rabbit hole because... You know, it's made for that, but I try to, you know, I scroll a couple of times and then I X out. And I've been doing most of my content creation outside of social media completely. I take out time, which is actually something we're going to talk about today. It's setting aside time blocks to do specific tasks. And I do this. I do um, take out time specifically for creating my social media content and then I schedule it on Facebook or I schedule it on later.com either on the desktop app or on the mobile app. So that's been pretty good. With Instagram, um, I've been using it a lot more but like I said, I am only allowed to go in once a day. I post a video for my daily dance challenge um, we've been using hashtag Mira made me do it. Actually, I encourage you to check it out. It's pretty great. You can see all the dancers coming up with ideas for Mira's prompts. And it's been a lot of fun and it's been very supportive. It's felt like a very positive experience just because there's this whole community of like-minded people who share a certain training and vocabulary. And so we... Um, you know, we support each other. There's a lot of peers, people I know personally. So it's just made the Instagram experience a lot more positive. I've been focusing more on that more than anything else. I have to say, though, um, I have gotten a little bit into the, the FOMO kind of thinking in terms of social media, where when I'm not in it, because I'm spending less time in it, I'm, I'm always, not always, but, you know, often wondering what's going on, what people are posting, and more specifically, how people have responded to my posts. Um, sometimes I will post a video that I'm really excited about, or, or I'll, I'll um, talk about something, and I wonder what are people saying. How people are responding. Did somebody like it? Did somebody see it? Did somebody make a comment? So that's the thing that I don't want. That's the thing that I want to work against because 
it just consumes so much energy, so much mental and emotional energy put into wondering what people are saying or whether they responded, why didn't they like it, why, you know, they liked somebody else's thing more, whatever. Like, I don't want to get into that whole downward spiral because it just leaves nowhere productive at all. It just always ends in that big, big dark bit of BS that I just don't want to go into. So... I'm, I'm trying to figure out ways to manage that with my mind. Um, but definitely staying away from it for extended periods of time helps. Okay, so um, time blocks. So time blocks are basically times that you set aside in your planner or schedule to work on something very specific. Okay, and and very mindfully. And I think it's important to do this and, and, and it relates to social media because you set time aside where you minimize all distractions and that includes distractions from your phone. Um, but before I start talking more in depth about these time blocks, I wanted to sort of define them and talk about what they are and what they are not. Time blocks are not about scheduling every damn second of every damn day. It's not about you filling up your planner with fantasy ideas of all that you're going to accomplish and how you're going to crush the day. No. It's actually the opposite. It's about finding time in your planner for addressing certain things that you don't normally prioritize so that you can focus on them and then have time off the rest of the time from those tasks. So <clears throat> this usually is helpful for things that don't have necessarily an external deadline or where nobody's going to be upset if you don't deliver or finish. But it can be used for anything, right? Where you don't want to procrastinate or you want to minimize the stress levels, right? And this is about a little bit about anxiety management, really, um, especially around certain things that, that cause a lot of resistance. And the point is to, again, set aside times, make a date with yourself to do this thing that you've been putting off maybe, or that you're anxious about, and or that you want to address, and, excuse me, I'm sipping coffee. Mm. So it's things that, that you want to focus on, and that, like I said, you don't always necessarily find time for. And when you're creating this time block, I, I have found that what helps me is to put it off in the future, a few days or a few weeks, depending on how anxiety-producing the task is. Because <laughs> certain things like, I don't know, like gathering expenses to do my taxes and all of that, like that's heavy for me. So I, um, if I plan it, I would put it a few weeks in the future just so it has time to sort of seep into you and, and just 
you have time to just ground yourself around it and it's not, you know, you, you can, and you have time to create structures around it and get things out of the way. And then the other thing is that you need to be realistic, right, in terms of time. How long does it take you to get ready? How long does it take you to travel to wherever you need to go? How long does it take you to set everything up so that you have the time with minimal interruptions or ideally no interruptions? So if you have a child securing childcare, as if you were going to work or to a doctor's appointment, um, maybe cooking or, or leaving food prepared so that you don't have to think about that. Um, all of these things that you need to do, going to bed early the night before, if you have to get up early, etc., etc. So let's say, for example, that you've been meaning to reorganize your closet. Then you, you know, this, this can be overwhelming, right? So let's say you want to block out four hours to do it. So let's say we say we set it for Saturday of next week from 10 to 2. From 10 to 2, I'll be reorganizing my closet. And you tell whoever you need to tell that you're not going to be available from 10 to 2. Do not count on me. Do not call me. Do not look me up. If you look for me, if you call me, I will not answer the phone. It's that extreme, right? Because especially if it's something that is hard for you to do, then you need to really commit. And then you secure your childcare or you do whatever it is that you need to do to have that time slot free and away from any distractions and then the day off during the time block I recommend to really commit and get it done then to just have your phone and available put it away put it in airplane mode or if you still need to receive calls and messages then set it on uh, do not do not disturb feature which I have fallen in love with. Um, really, uh, honestly, I have my phone on Do Not Disturb like 95% of the time now. I do not want to hear any notifications. I check my phone for notifications pretty often. Like I'm, I'm in the habit of doing it. So I don't need the notifications. I don't need the jolt that I get. And if I'm expecting a call, then I'll turn it off. I don't get a lot of phone calls anyway. So I... I just, you know, um, I figure it out. You know, it's, it hasn't been so disruptive. But if you get a lot of phone calls and you need to answer your phone and you can't afford to get it, you know, to send your calls to voicemail, then by all means, um, you can leave it off and then only turn it on during certain times of the day where you want to have a break or... You can also specify, I think you can specify certain phone numbers. Like, for example, if you have a kid in school, then um, you can have their phone number or the other parent's phone number to get through the do not disturb. So that's one thing. But just resist the urge to really be on your phone, checking social media or checking your messages. You are not available, okay? And this is the thing. Sometimes procrastination happens because we don't like the the task at hand. And it's not even the fact of actually doing the task. Maybe we might even enjoy it. It's just 
the resistance, the initial resistance, the, the fear of what it might bring up, the fear of how it might feel. Um, something like reorganizing your closet that seems so mundane can turn into a, a very real existential crisis. I can imagine whenever I get around to, to doing that, I want to like take out, I've been meaning to take out all my clothes and go through them and be really honest about what I actually use and what I need. And I am fearing that I will not want most of my clothes, like Mary Kondo, this is spark joy. None of this sparks joy. I want to burn it all. So <laughs> I'm suspecting that something like that might happen and then I can't afford to just buy all new clothes, you know? So that's kind of a bottleneck that I'm dealing with right now with reorganizing my closet, which I think is really important sometimes to just kind of clear out um, old habits or patterns or old beliefs. But I know that it's going to bring up a lot. There's a story, there's a, a set of memories, there's hopes, there's certain things that you associate with each piece of clothing or pair of shoes or purse or belt or whatever. Weight fluctuations, ideas that you had about a style or how it was going to change your life, etc., etc., or that job that fell through that you bought all these clothes for, etc. So, you know, just be aware that that's going to happen. You, you have to acknowledge that that's, it's very likely that something like that is going to come up when you open the closet or when you sit down to your manuscript or your painting or your choreography. Whatever it is, whatever the project is, it's going to bring up some challenges and struggles. And you have to give yourself time to acknowledge those. You have to be mentally prepared to embrace them and face them. And so it's important then, depending on the task again, if it's something that's not no trouble for you, then it's fine. But if it's something like this that potentially could bring up a lot of emotions and thoughts and ideas, then I suggest doing some sort of practice to ground yourself before tackling it, like meditation um, or, I don't know, a yoga class, something, or journaling, something, you know? Um, you can journal about the task and what it might feel like and how you think it's going to develop and that sort of thing. Coffee, sorry. Mmm, this coffee is so good. Um... So yeah, be aware that that's going to happen. And another thing that I like to do when I create my time blocks is that I allow myself to time to warm up, okay? So I don't expect to have like a two-hour, let's say I have a two-hour time block for um, uh, creating social media content. So I know that that's a little bit tough for me, so I need to be grounded and mentally ready. And then it takes me time to get the creative juices flowing. Like at first I go in there and I'm like, I have no ideas. I don't know what to post about. And I just have to sort of, you know, wander about for a bit. And then just ideas start to flow. And, you know, you can do some creative exercises. You can, you know, write down brainstorm things. Or you can look at other people's walls. Though I do not suggest it because... Again, in my case, I would just go down a different path and that's not 
it hasn't helped me very much to come up with content ideas. I like to come up with content ideas outside of social media, paradoxically. So um, I, uh, I give myself time to warm up, right? And then, you know, the ideas sort of flow. So give yourself however many minutes you need. Sometimes I need a full 30 minutes of warm-up to get going. This happens to me also when I'm going to work on choreography. I just, I just think the first half hour is just warming up my body and then warming up my brain to the task of creation, right? So one thing is to warm up your body and prepare it for dance, to avoid injury, and another thing is to warm up your brain for the specific task of creating something. Um, so yeah, give yourself account for that time. So account for any travel time, cooking time, eating time, whatever. Um, account for warm-up time. Acknowledge that resistance will come up, might and will come up. And just, you know, give yourself a break have self-compassion, start slow. And take breaks, right? Um, it's important to, you know, 45 minutes in, you're having a, a moment. Give yourself time to have a moment and go do something else, you know, dash water on your face or, you know, by all means, check your phone quickly, but with a mindset that, you know, whatever it is, it, it can wait until after your time block. So um, the idea then, uh, to summarize, is that you are, you are blocking out time to show up to something that you want to accomplish or you want to tackle or you want to address. And you're going to commit to doing it very mindfully and in a very focused manner. You're working on this specific task and nothing else. I'm writing this paper. I am studying for this midterm. I am reorganizing my classes. Or I am working on my manuscript. And resist also the temptation to put a lot of pressure on yourself, right? Especially if you're just starting out and you're figuring things out. Don't put pressure on, on yourself about outcomes, okay? I mean, I understand if you have a deadline for a project or a paper or reported work, then you kind of have to have some sort of um, guidelines for what you need to accomplish in, in each session. But especially if it's something creative that you just want to explore, then don't have any pressures on yourself about producing something, okay? Just take the time to explore and experiment with different things. Anything that you start the first time, for example, again, reorganizing your closet, anything that you start like that and you don't have a lot of experience with, it's going to take a lot of time and it's going to look really messy at first because you don't have a process, right? Um, so you're going to have to allow yourself the space to be messy a little bit at first while you figure out your process. And then the more you do it, the more you refine that process and the easier it gets. So like I said, for me with choreography, I give myself some time to warm up and really work on, um, on, on, on warming up also my creative side. And then 
I start working because my thing is I don't want to get into all this anxiety and all this emotional baggage that I have around dance and choreography. I, I don't want to, to open that vault, so I need to have all these structures in place to avoid doing that. But I also acknowledge that there's going to be resistance and there's going to be the stuff, so I just have to have a plan going in before I, I start working, right? Um, so yeah, and you know, I recommend as a general rule to time your tasks. I've been doing this for the past months and it's actually given me a, given me a huge handle on my projects. One, I see how much time things actually take. Some things feel like they take a long time and they really only take 15 minutes and some things feel like they didn't take me any time at all and I spent, you know, however many hours a week on it. So it's just it's just clarity because sometimes our perception of time is flawed. <laughs> so this gives you more accurate data about how much time things take. At least this helps me. Oh, I think the cats are wreaking havoc out there. Um... So yeah, I use this tool, Toggle, T is in Tom, O-G-G-L. It's available as a desktop and a mobile app. I've been using it on my phone a lot because I can just time things on the go. And it's great because then I know how long I, I need to, to schedule my sessions for, right? So I think that in general, I've been using up about three weeks, three weeks, three hours a week for social media content creation. I had a session the other day, I think it was Monday. I set aside some time just for that. And it was like two hours and a half. And then throughout the week, you know, I spent 10 minutes here, 20 minutes there. So I'm thinking that it probably averages between three to four hours a week. Okay, so that, that's a good chunk of time. That's every week I need to schedule my content, uh, social media content uh, creation and planning, you know, around the, the time of three or four hours. So just because I want to be strategic about my social media content creation, just precisely so I spend less time on social media. So I'm not, these four hours are not spread out in 20 minute, 30 minute chunks throughout the day causing me a lot of anxiety and, you know, risking going into this crazy rabbit holes. It's all together, compact into one session or a couple sessions of two hours or whatever, so that I can just focus on that. And that's the thing. It's this time that you set aside without interruptions. And so once you get into the group of things, you don't have to stop and start and stop and start you're more productive and more effective. And then you have more time the rest of the time to really relax, to really check out. Like I already did my social media planning and creation this this week, so I don't have to think about it for the rest of the week until next week. And I'm not spending, you know, my evenings wondering like, oh, what can I do? What should I do? Blah, blah, blah. You know, just wasting a lot of time on that. I can just... Take my evenings to relax and 
you know, check out, disconnect, which is so, so, so important. Um, we don't really <laughs> emphasize that enough. Um, just time to let your brain off the fucking hook, man. Just really let go of everything and just sip on a glass of wine or read a book or just chill on the hammock or go out for a walk, whatever it is. Whatever your jam is, you can just do it. So, anyway, those are the things I've been trying out, and I think that it's been helping. We still have to see <laughs> how we're doing on the engagement front, right? Um, the whole point of my whole social media um, explorations is to attract more business to my dance studio. So, um, I'm still exploring, I'm still starting out. So I don't know yet if it's working or if it's gonna work. So I just gotta keep going at it. Just gotta keep doing it. And hopefully eventually I'll get to see some results. But I, I honestly think that I don't need to spend that much time on it in order to be effective and, and productive around it. <sighs> Take a deep breath, exhale. Okay, so that has been today's episode, and as usual, I hope that you have found it somewhat helpful. I'd be curious to see what you think and how you deal with it, how you handle it. Um, I'm planning on starting a Facebook group for this podcast eventually, very soon, very soon. I just haven't gotten around to it. I, I wanted to have time just doing the podcast, getting into the groove, figuring out my process. I'm still, you know, playing around with it. It still takes me a long time, uh, but I enjoy all of it. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, you can send them to social media podcasts. Sorry, no. Social media blues podcast at gmail.com. Uh, since my brain is not yet properly woke, you know, woken up. So, anyway, I hope to hear from you soon, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye!